Hey, what is up, guys? Today's episode is brought to you by the incredible sponsors of the program, ChemicalFreeBody.com. If health and wellness is a priority for you, then check out the incredible products over at ChemicalFreeBody. Plant-based nutritional supplements from Super Greens, my favorite, with all the vitamins, minerals, and nutrients, and micronutrients in just one single scoop. Toss it in your glass of water, your shake, your smoothie, however you want to do it. They also have other incredible products, gut detoxers, anti-inflammatories, immune boosters, and so much more. ChemicalFreeBody.com and check out that promo code, it's me, all one word, it's me for discounts at your checkout. And look, we have so many different insurance policies in our life. And if the last couple years has taught you anything, it taught me that storable food needs to be on that list. Prepare with itsme.com, the incredible products over at My Patriot Supply. They have four-week supply of food, three-month supply, all products with up to a 25-year shelf life. Have the peace of mind, ladies and gentlemen, of having storable food and have that supply on deck. It's better to have it and not need it than to need it and not have it. And uh, if you have, you know, shaving needs like nice chrome domes like me, SkullShaver.com is a whole new concept in face and head shaving. The products offered over there include men's head shavers, face shavers, hair clippers, and trimmers. And ladies, we haven't forgot about you with the butterfly kiss. And we also have a large selection of accessories to make your life that much more simple. All of the shavers come with uh, removable, washable blades made of premium Japanese stainless steel to ensure flawless results. It just makes it so much easier. You can get your shaving done anytime, anywhere, in or out of the shower. It gets no better. Skullshaver.com, front slash discount, front slash it's me. All of the links to these incredible products will be in the description of this episode. So without further delay, ladies and gentlemen, enjoy the show. Everything, everything. Everything gonna be all right this morning. All right, here we go. Off to the races, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another episode of It's Me Speaking to You. Jeffrey Wilson coming to you live and direct. And I'm so very stoked, man. I swear to God, I got to pinch myself every time. I've had a couple conversations before on other programs, and I get to work with them sometimes. And I got to be a professional, and I got to keep it together. But inside, I'm totally marking out because this is truly one of my favorite fighters, favorite human beings. I mean, he's, it, you know... God has so many blessings for us, and you really have to embrace them because, you know, sometimes you can take them for granted. But today, I am talking to literally the first ever UFC lightweight champion of this world. He can find him. He's doing a lot of stuff. We're going to talk about what he's been doing, you know, uh, with the UFC. He's on Twitch, twitch.tv, front slash Jens Pulver. You can find him on the Twitters at Jens underscore Pulver. He's over on the Gram, too, at Jens Pulver. And we're going to chop it up a little bit about what he's been up to, as well as the fight we have coming up for Caged Aggression, March 24th, 25th, 26th, where him and I, along with Jason Burmis, are going to be calling the scraps right here uh, from the River Center for Caged Aggression 33 trifecta as CEO Mike Goodwin takes on another Herculean effort to bring three nights, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, March 24th, 25th, 26th, of straight-up live mixed martial arts action. And I get the pleasure to call in the fights one night with uh, the champ here. Champ, how we doing, brother? Oh, I'm good. I'm good. How you doing, man? That's an intro. I was like, dang, this, my man got an intro right hey, I like it. You know Just how... spitting, spitting bars. <laughs> We like to get on the good foot and do the bad thing when I hang out with the champ here, you know. Hell yeah. How's everything been? It's good, man. It's good. You know, life does its stuff, but, you know, that is what life does. But uh, what's been going on with you, man? I remember, like, jeez, I know you've been busy with the UFC and calling fights and such, and I remember your mug was out on a building in in Times Square a year or so ago. How's life treating you, brother? 
Oh, not bad, not bad. Yeah, no, having fun. I just, you know, added into it. I've been, I'm going through the toddler issues of, I don't know, I'm not probably not toddler. I guess youngster issues of braces right now. These braces are, that's a whole nother world. I don't know how these kids can be so damn tough and can handle braces because I'm just, I was a sniveling, sniveling little. I was just sniveling the first. Two weeks, I couldn't, man, my wife probably wanted to drop kick me at least 16 times out the window. I, just, I was being the baby, man. I just, But every little hook and wire and this, it just was cutting in her mouth. And everybody kept assuring, don't worry, at some point, it'll, you know, your mouth will toughen up. I'm like, no, no, this is not right, you know. And But you start to get used to it. After a month, I'm, I, just, I don't know what I was thinking. I say I'm not leaving this earth. I'm gonna have straight teeth at least once before I leave this planet. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I had to. This was part of the last. And I tried, man. I tried to fail. And then I was like, Well, what's wrong with Invisalign? Well, problem with Invisalign is sometimes you'll take that thing out and forget, mm. right? And then next, you know, you go to sleep, and there's ten hours, eleven hours. You didn't do Invisalign, and this, and that. He's like. This way, you just locked in. There ain't nothing you yeah, can do yeah. about it. Yeah, you ain't going Coming. nowhere. Yeah, no, you stuck. So I was like, all right, you know. So I know I'm going long on the, uh, but I can't. No, no worries, I can't, brother. So, no, right. so my thing is, so I'm like, see, not too many. Nobody knows this unless they watch the stream. But so now the problem is, I don't like eating. I was, I was getting in the groove, man. I'm getting up. I was 198 pounds. Just, I'm just lifting and just getting yodeled. I want to get to 215. We can talk about that later. But I want to get to 215. Now I get these braces, and it's just not worth it. It's just not <laughs> worth it to eat food because, one, I don't know how many times i got to bite my cheeks, bite my tongue. Oh, yeah. My, oh, yeah. I mean, and, but that's not even it. The water pick, I'm at least, I'm 20-plus minutes of water picking. <laughs> I all this food out of it. And God forbid... I'm, I have to go vegan because I can't have meat getting all funky up in the cracks of my teeth and what have you. So I'm just like, you know, like pardon my legs. But I'm like, fuck it. I'm just drinking my meals from now on. I'm done with this shit. <laughs> I've, I've had enough, Jeff. I've had enough. You know? Well, I was going to say, if you switch out the meat, you'll just have big chunks of kale and broccoli hanging from your grill. Yeah, so, you know. won't get as rotten as that funky-ass steak that gets stuck between your teeth for half a day. <laughs> that shit comes out all pungent and stanky. So, I mean, you got to get good with the pick. But it takes time because you just got to move it over every damn tooth and just, flip, 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 you know, so it's, it's a process. You get used to it. But my point is, it's like, it's just too much. So I'm only eating once a day because oh, I'm only, wow. and I, I mean, I'm picking twice a day. I brush my teeth twice a day, but I'm just like, man, I just don't want to go through that. Yeah, it's just too much to clean my, clean my teeth. Like, I'll just, I'd rather just drink, I'll drink a protein shake, you know? Yes. So, gets back to my my wants of getting the 215 pounds i think i'm going backwards i don't think i'm gonna i don't know how i'm gonna be able to eat as little i don't know just drink a lot of shakes i guess so we'll see what's we'll the see. what's yeah. the what's the what's the rip why, why the 215 i know you mean you're the king of 155 what why are we going up so high what are we doing and home I watch so much sumo, and Enho is my, he's my, he's one of my heroes. I mean, Tenno Fuji is my, that's my boo. And then when we became Yokozuna, it was a very happy day. But I mean, yeah, on the stream, like we got one coming up here in a week. I think the basho starts for the spring in March. I won't miss. Him. I mean, I'm so into sumo, it's not even, it isn't even, I won't miss it. And Tenno Fuji awesome. is the guy. And then I learned about Hakuo, and God, that guy, he's the greatest. There's the goat of sumo, then he is like the fucking mountain goat of goats. Wow. In sumo. I got to learn more about him and 
And now I've been going back and watching a lot of that and stuff. So anyways, um, 215, I just wanted to see if I could do it. I just wanted to see how far I want to take this body, you know, this muscle building. I'm not saying bodybuilding because I don't really care to be a bodybuilder. Right, 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 right. I just want to get, I got to get big, you know, and I had to just kind of stop slumping and get off my fat ass and start getting back into the gym and get healthy. I got kids I got to protect. I got a wife. Yeah, I got brother, a, yes. I'm still the pit bull of the house. I got, I can't be that fat couch ridden pit bull that fucking just dwindles and takes three steps and heifers over and <laughs> dude, I got to, I got to be svelte. You know what I mean? I got to be ready to go. So that's kind of what motivated me to pop back up and get back in shape and lift weights and everything like that. That's what's up. That's what I, man, going back to the braces, man. I remember when I first got braces, it was like, Fuck! It was I don't know seventh eighth grade. It was it was the worst, bro. It was the worst. I mean, it's like oh, it, I, the only thing I can liken it to like when you work out and your muscles are sore. It's like your gums are almost like that because they're trying to adjust to get moved around or whatever. But it's pulling your teeth. Yeah, so your teeth are always sore. So I'm always feeling like, oh my god, am I having an abscessed tooth? Is this is this? A, it's like an infection, and you start to bite down on it. And you're like, oh my god, do I have an infection? But no, it's just your teeth are constantly <clears throat> moving. You know what I mean? And and then they tell you. One of the reasons I was like, well, just they move fast, but it's they got to set. Yes. The process. Yes. So, yeah, that's you said it right. So I'm going through junior high shit now because <laughs> I'm deciding to go backwards. If, if I had a midlife crisis, I just shot myself back to junior high. Which is <laughs> it's funny, hey, Jeff, I'm not playing. Like yesterday, I was doing the UFC stream, and I got people making fun of me. Like I'm getting made fun of on like, uh, what's wrong with your teeth? What's on your teeth? What do you got in your mouth? They're like, what's wrong with you? What's, what, what, you know what I mean? I'm like, I got braces. Ugh, what's wrong? You know, and they're just like, what's all over your face? And I'm like, oh, my Lord. Jeez, it's almost like literally like we're in junior high again. I'm junior high again, man, just trying to pick. It, it's crazy. Yeah, and then, of course, when you decide to you do things on, on the Internet, right, and you're streaming, yeah. people in chat, you luckily have good mods, but, you know, people, yeah, yeah. They, they like to dive in and talk their shit as fast as they can, create a new name. Oh, yeah. Know, anonymous bastards well you whatever. know this internet they'll drag you man any any uh, any chink in the armor they will drag you for that yeah, shit well, and it, it, the problem is what i learned what i'm learning is like i'll take and it's a good life lesson too right like all this positive stuff is going on in the stream you know we're 800 900 people we're watching it everything's good but it'll be that one oh, of course that yeah. one little comment yeah. And all that good shit is out the window, and I'm staring at that one comment. <laughs> and, I'm try- and, and, like, the mods get really good at noticing because they'll watch me look, and, and I stare at it. And then, my, I, oh, my God, and then my wife is privy, and she's sitting there. She's like, don't do it. You know, God, don't do it. You know, That's she, too crazy. It, and I can't help it. So now what I tend to do, so here's, where, here's the lessons that I'm learning now is I will shit on entirely. Like, we could have this phenomenal show going. And I will shit on every minute of it because I'm going to go on a five-minute tirade of Q564 who was talking some shit to me. And I can't <laughs> stop. You know what I mean? And I can't stop at that point. I'm on a five-minute just – and I just throw away all the goodness. Right? No, yeah. And you I know, I make everything awkward. I'm you like, know oh, better than that, champ. The best way I to win is not learn. to play. The best hey, way to win is not to play. Hey, but sometimes when they hop in – it's like, you know, they're starving. They're starving for attention. Oh, yeah. They have such a bad, like, life sucks so bad for them. They see that one person, like, I'm going to, you know what? 
Today, Please. I'm going to just jump in and take a bite. I'm like, fuck the bite. Here's the whole meal, you little son of a bitch. <laughs> fuck you. And it's, I just start going to town. And I just trolls. give them the whole meal. You want this? And I just and I won't stop. And then what's crazy is sometimes I'll come back the next the next day, and I'll start right again. Oh, I'm hell just, no. I'm, I can't help it. I'm, I'm learning. But yeah, you can't. Hey, look, man. I'm not not every not everything deserves your energy, brother. And that's definitely no, one of them. It doesn't take much energy. But it, when you're just naturally born this way, yeah. you know what I mean? I'm, <laughs> Come on. I mean, it, it, it's it's like it, it's so ironic that you just brought that up because I watched him. I saw a meme the other day about Albert Einstein and people probably seen it. He did certain equations like nine plus one is ten. And he, he did like ten of them. And the 11th one was wrong. And everyone roasted him about the 11th one that was wrong. It's like no one said shit about the first ten that were right. But yep. the last one I fucked up on that. He did it on purpose. Cause it was kind of like. It a, on purpose. Sir, it, but, yeah. Yeah. No, but it's it. And that's it. Right. And, and that's and it does because I, I do have to learn. I there are certain things that I'm okay with people like, you know, the, the, the mundane everyday shit people say, whatever, I'm all right with that. But every now and then it, it's like, cause again, I don't know who's messing with me. I don't know who does what, but they'll say something. And I always tell them, look, you can say what you want, but you better put LOL at the end of it. <laughs> you know what I mean? You can say whatever you want, man. Jens, you a piece of shit. LOL. I'll laugh. But how am I supposed to know when you type this bullshit? Oh, you know shit. what I'm saying? And it's just because, again, people forgot a long time. We're like, there's a reason why I don't have very many followers on Twitter. And Instagram, I was up in the 100,000s and I deleted it. And now I'm starting over. Facebook, I was never allowed to be on. And so like that, there was a time where I was literally, my wife, like, I was banned off of social media. From your wife? Oh, I don't know. Just, well, she said she was she would, like, take over the and run the page of it because I... Every, Again, that one negative, I would shit on all the positive, and I want addresses. Yeah. <laughs> I want addresses. Oh, man, dude, I want address. I'm not lying to you. You know what I mean? ISP invaders or whatever. I'll, it doesn't matter. You know, cyberbullying and stuff. But I, I mean, I want them. You know, but that's how I used to think. And then it was later on, you know, the cool thing about this, what I'm, I guess what I'm leading into more and the reason why I still do it and what got me to stream stuff is, and I tell people all the time is, you know, it's, you just got to learn, right? You just have to learn to be able to just, they're always, there's always, I always say 10 people, right? 10 people in life. And I just learned this. This is something that I, everybody can just take with them is, you know, four people are going to just want to knock that smile off your face. They don't give a fuck why you're smiling. They're just going to come in and just knock it off your face. Cause they don't have a good life. They don't, yes. they don't have a smile. They yes. don't give a shit. Right. And then you'll have four more. And I'm always saying, pardon me. Well, then you'll have four more. That are like, hey man, high five to your face, and then when you turn your back, they're flipping you off. Yeah. And it come in, and it and they're giving, and then you'll have two that are genuinely happy for you, for no other reason than just to see you smile. And that's out of ten people. That's life. Well, and no, it's just dangerous on on the interweb, man. Because you know, and I don't know if anybody remembers the movie War Games. The best way to win is not to play. And that's then yeah. that's honestly that's a life discipline I've used on all kinds of shit. If someone says the, the more easily provoked and reactive you are to someone saying words, the more easily manipulated you are. And not just you, just everybody. Because I mean, our friend Pat Milicic, I mean, he used to go back and forth with people on Facebook about this and that. I'm like, Dad, where do you get the energy? I mean, it just doesn't necessitate your energy. And I was just talking to a friend the other day, man. 
man. And I'm sorry, we're digressing and I'm loving it. But, you know, never allow external circumstances to fuck with your internal spiritual, internal equanimity. And that's what I mean. They're just trolls, bro. They're just trying to like you said, you know what they are. Very sad people trying to get some some clout for five minutes and shit. Don't even give them an ounce of your fucking energy, bro. Yeah, you're Jens Pulver. But when you're a fighter, it's not hard. Yeah. See, and I'm not typing. That's the best part. I'm talking. So I'm live on the stream, and I just get to talk. Yeah. They got to type. Yeah. And then I just, I can't, it, it is what I, you know what I mean? But here's what I try to tell people, and what I try to tell, and I use this because as scary as as that was, and what I was getting back to is how I, I deleted Instagram. I, I didn't go on social media. I didn't do these things. Now, all of a sudden, I decided to become a streamer. And it's like, I, I didn't just, I just dove into the part of my French, but the fucking deep end. Now I'm actually streaming. They're looking at me and they're typing. And it's like, I really opened up the books now. I was like, here, have every opinion you want. Yeah. You know, but that's being a fighter. We did the same thing, right? You go out there, you do your one-on-one and you're not going to get the nicest comments on the planet. Well, here I am doing this. And it's funny because I have people all the time. I tell them, all right, you mods, man, you better protect me. Because I don't, this is like the one thing I didn't want to do. That anonymity that people have drives me nuts. And so now to get to the message, the message that I use and I want kids to understand, and I'm learning it every day, you know what I mean, is you just, it doesn't matter. You know what I mean? It just doesn't matter what what they say. You can't let it get to you. You have to be able to just, you got to learn how to be your own best friend. You have yeah. to just step back and say enough positives in your world so that it doesn't, it's just a, like you said, just a boom in the armor, just a chink in the armor and you move off. Learn how to be good to yourself and don't let these things as quote unquote famous as I am and all the traveling that I've done, I have never, ever had one of these comments ever said to my face. And I tell you, it's because quote unquote a badass no. it's because it, it's to prove a point it, it, it's not real it's not life no it's an illusion and you yeah. can't, but those people that again kids that were born with these kind of you know what I mean I just had to go home when I was a kid and I didn't have to deal with the, the headaches of school now it's everywhere social media is everywhere and everything these kids are born in it and it's just how do you let you know what I mean how do you let something like this to affect you? Some kids do to a suicide, to a suicidal real talk. That's what I talked you know, to my daughter. My she's fourteen. It is, heartbreak. man. It's you know. Oh, you have an Android phone. You must be poor. You know, just even down to the dumbest shit like that, man. Oh, for sure. But then it's all over the phone, and then they're spreading it, and then they, like you can't yeah. get away from Facebook. Everybody is being able to reach to you, and there's no hiding. Yeah. And it goes back. You don't learn how to be your own best friend. And that's, again, the thing that I learned through all this famous shit. If you don't learn how to be your own best friend, you're in trouble. Yeah. And I mean, just like how we got ourselves into training, how we got ourselves into lifting routines, whatever we do every day, that world champion mentality, you got to be able to do that with yourself. Why is it we can say so much pungent shit to ourselves? And yet, like, I say things to myself. If you were to say that to my wife or my kids, part of my life, <laughs> I'd, I'd fucking, I'd ruin it. I'd hurt yeah. you bad. So why is it okay to say it to myself? Yeah. No, I, and that's, wow. See, that's a whole other conversation, champ. You know, that's a, I know. That's... I'm saying, why is it okay to say it to myself, right? And it's like, and that's what I want these kids to understand is learn. It's just like every day, right? If we're going to start lifting, you got to create a routine. I was, what, 21 days to create a habit? And this yeah. habit is... Yeah. You know, every day say one good thing to yourself and keep those yes. scales, man. Be good to yourself. Learn. If you can't be your own best friend, how the fuck are you going to be good to anybody else? That's so true, man. It's that, a that I go with every day. You know what I mean? But it's it's like universal. No, it and is. That's 
you know, and that's the one thing that, like I said, going back to streaming, see, I'll tie it all back to what we were talking about at the beginning, going back, going through all these lessons that I've learned has helped me so much now that when I'm streaming, and even then, even then, I still, that one negative, that's how powerful that shit is. Every day I'm working on is learning how to be my own best friend. Yeah. But that one negative comment can still go in and I'll throw away the fucking, the, the thousand. All the other good shit. And, and this, so it's tough, man. It's a battle. This is like my mom, and kudos to Jackie Wilson. Love her so much. She used to say when I'd be like, man, they made me mad. Or, I, I you know, no, yeah. they gave you an invitation to be mad. And yes. whether you accepted that invitation was really yeah, like on you. I like these. They gave you an invitation to be mad. And whether or not, I didn't just accept it. I rolled in VIP with the fucking, with the limo. <laughs> woo, woo. I, mean, I, just, I, I roll in. And I'll just, the whole thing, I'm turning this whole mother out now, you know what I mean? And, and honestly, and, and like, you know, it's true, like, like a, as a martial artist, that's the discipline. Again, not only just trolls online, if your wife is like, Jens, blah, 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 or anybody that says anything to you sideways, it's our discipline to like mentally, you know, just a not check, punch the ego out, fuck what they're saying to me, don't take ownership of their bullshit. Because people wow. always, you know, you know, but we're all, we have our certain slices of misery and some people like to project it on other people. And like I said, whether you would take that, accept that invitation to uh, join the misery party is really on you. But we're talking bigger shit here, ladies and gentlemen. And I'm so happy for you, man. The Twitch thing's going okay. Twitch.tv slash Lynch Pulver. You're still killing it on there. Yeah. And doing the UFC, like I've had a blast. So yes. back to what I love doing. Twitch TV slash UFC has been it went from obviously doing mine. I went from doing video games, um, you know, and then one day someone said, hey, would you look at my fight? Like, yeah, sure. They just fought in a low, I think it was a, a street beefs or something. And I said, sure. And it's someone else. Hey, would you look at my fight? Yeah, sure. And I started breaking it down. Next, you know, now I'm watching fights. And I'm like, ah, you know, and giving advice. And it's funny because people are like, and I've got this UFC world title sitting next to me. And it's like, all of a sudden the viewership just went up and up and up. And I'm thinking, this is what I'm doing. I mean, obviously, I'm typecasting. I can't get out of it. But, and I told everybody, where else can you go? You got a UFC, a former UFC world champion just spitting. Right. Just giving you everything. Yeah. For, all you got to do is give me your time. You know what I mean? <clears throat> just come in and ask questions. And so I started doing that. Next, you know, I just became, I became my own online commentator, breaking down fights. And, you know what I mean? And then that led to the UFC said, hey, we're doing this deal on Twitch. You want to, let, let's see how this works. And I did my tryout, you know, I tried out like the rest of them and they're like, all right. So we, we were a match, you know what I mean? Yeah. And so, yeah, that's what I've been doing is um, every Friday I break down the fights of fighters that are fighting on Saturday. Saturday we'll do a watch along. Um, can't show the fights. If it's a pay-per-view, we'll have yeah. bigger guests on. I just had Billy Q and Sean Brady on just this last weekend. You know, a lot of the fighters come in and then Monday... We recap everything that happened, and I do interviews. So I had Jalen Turner, who just had a phenomenal, phenomenal knockout of uh, Malarkey on the last UFC. So that's, yeah, so basically, <clears throat> I worked my way back into watching fighting again. And so that's what I do, man. I do Twitch TV slash UFC every uh, Wednesday, Friday, Saturday, Monday. And then I'm on Twitch TV slash Jens Pulver the other days. Well, you know, you definitely got the pedigree for it. And if it ain't broke, don't break it, brother. I mean, obviously, you reinvented yourself. You went into the video game stuff. Your, your Sea of Thieves, which I used to love watching oh, you yeah. play. <laughs> I love the Thieves. I love gaming, but it just, you know, and that was the thing. I, it's And I think for the longest time, I was just so mad that I had to be retired. And I was so butthurt 
you know, that I just got, I got out of shape. I got fat because people kept asking, hey, you want to fight again? You want to fight again? I'm like, no, I'm done. It's like the alcoholic, you know, you can't be like, hey, I kicked alcohol. I'm going to go hang out at the bar. You know, I just wanted nothing to do with it. I walked away, stepped away and just got nice and, and heavy. So it's like, <laughs> well, I'm going to need at least a year. You know what I mean? So I couldn't just dive back in. But it was hard, man, to learn how to let go. So yeah. I'm like, well, what am I going to do? What am I going to do with myself? How am I going to be relevant? What what kind of life am I going to live now? You know, I mean, and it was, but above all that is, are people, how am I going to get people to give me their time? You know yeah. what I mean? The greatest yeah. gift on the planet, time. Money can't buy. We yes. always wish we had more. And for people to give you their time, it's it's amazing. For people to stand in line just to wait and meet you, it's the greatest gift on the planet. And one day, then that just kind of ends. Yeah, and well, that's and I mean that when I say thank you for your time. Even talking to you know, I'm I'm nobody. And I say, you, know, you you are very. You've always been very uh, generous with your time. And I've even talked to Pat, you know, our boy Pat Melitich about that. And it's it's a phenomenon that we see so much about you know people who were huge in the game. Because Pat was like, man, and I asked him, like, man, and I think I'm even even asked you, what is that like having this strap, walking out into a crowd of however many people, and then had like you said, having that go away. How does one replace something like that? That's got to be. No. I, I was just talking to somebody about Michael Jackson the other day, and I'm just completely digressing, but it's like it, it's very difficult to understand what people are going through unless you walk in their shoes. You know, why he became such a weirdo is because his life was over at like seven, eight years old and he was learning dance steps and TV and this and that. But it's like you guys, even fighters, man, you see, you know, Joe Lewis at toward the end of his career and end of his life was a professional wrestler and this and that. That's like it is hard to let go. And that yeah. I've always found that fascinating, man, because you see people hanging on past their prime or doing yeah. one one too much or whatever. And so it's like I I always appreciate that, man. And people need to understand a Jens Pulver, a Pat Militich, a Randy Crow, anybody who's had to step away from something they were so good at and got so much juice and adulation from to do that next phase of your life is not easy. And you, I think it's cool, man. Like I said, when you posted something about your face in Times Square, I was like, fuck yes, dude. You deserve all of that shit, man. Uh, yeah, no, I appreciate it. But that's it. It's like and some people can't let go. They'll do whatever yeah. it takes to make that next, you know, even if it's driving batshit crazy drunks, you know, and going down the freeway and causing some kind of chaos or whatever it is. People just have these issues where, or they're run, they're running around, they're getting in bar fights, or they're, you know, what I mean, they're just doing something to get that attention again. People, I don't think people truly understand the gift of their time. That's yeah. the greatest thing on the planet, and I feel bad for the ones that really do abuse it or really they don't appreciate it. And sometimes it's because. Oh, it's a fine line when, when you're at that level. And I've never been that quote unquote famous. I've never been that big, but you know, you tend to like, you start going, well, I just want to have just quiet time. I just want to have the me time, but at the same token, but when it's gone, it's, you miss it. And you yeah. definitely, you know what I mean? You miss it. And so you have to, and I tell people, get ready, man. You got to figure out how to replace it. And that was the thing. I mean, here I am, I'm 40 years old. Mentally, I was done. I went on my losing streak at the end because mentally I just, I was shot. But it's like life is still just beginning. And I don't care what anybody says. I don't know how they've been living, but 40 is literally like the new 30. Yes, yes. I feel incredible at 46. I'm like, what? You know, I'll be 47 coming up. It's like, I feel incredible, like incredible. And as like, I don't, and I told him, man, you better figure out how to replace it. You got to find your passion. My passion yeah. was fighting. My passion was becoming a world champion. My passion was, you know what I mean, and being able to meet people and go out. And everybody was, again, it's addicting. They'll stand in line just to meet you. Yeah, That's the coolest g- gift in the world. Fuck it's the greatest yeah. thing ever. 
you know, and then all of a sudden to go back to normal, normal me, yeah. you know, it, it, like sometimes yeah. it weirds people out because I'm always loud. I'm always, I, I, everywhere I go, I just act like I'm being filmed because at one point I really was being, filmed. Yeah, yeah. my wife and stuff, they're like, God dang, all the time, you know, but we'll be sitting there eating and people will just come up. Hey, you're, Hey, how you doing? Nice to meet you. High five. Yeah. And, you know, or you'll see a picture later on, on Instagram or something like, Oh, someone took a picture or Facebook. Hey, I seen them out eating, you know? So I just always assume that I'm, to me, I'm always being filmed. Yeah. Right? Well, you're and that dude, kind of, man. You're but that that's dude. kind of how I walk around. And even on the times when I'm not, and some people just get, they're like, why are you so, you know, my wife's like, why you always gotta be so loud? And, you know what I mean? It's like, cause I just assume everybody's <laughs> just watching, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so, but it's a hard habit because back in the day, it really was that way, you know? And so it's hard to transition. And I tell anybody, you better find something you're passionate about. Yes. And that's kind of goes back to what we're talking about with where this stream really saved my life and why I no longer am getting, I, I decided, you know what? I found what I love. I love doing this. I got away from the fighting. I'll circle back to what we were talking about. I got away from the fighting for a while and was playing video games, trying to get fat. It'd take a year to get in shape. You know what I mean? But then when someone said, watch this fight, watch this fight, next you know, I'm doing the UFC and here I am. I'm just, I'm right back into it. But I'm in a place where I, it, I'm, I'm like a coach. I'm an online coach. I, I, I'm a mentor. But above that is people come in and give me their time and I get to have an opinion. And I get to sit here and I get to be, you know what I mean, an analyst. I get to do, you know, I have my own version of ESPN right here on Twitch. And it's been a <clears> lifesaver <throat> for me. And because of that, I'm now, like I said, I'm having fun building, getting big and strong and, you know, bulking up to 215, lifting weights, <laughs> stretching, dieting, getting the fat off. Because now I'm lifting for life. Right. I'm not lifting for a date. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, Against yeah. an opponent. I don't have the, the calendar is a lot bigger than in three months on this day, you're fighting so-and-so. Now I'm just every day I'm fighting. Every day I'm, I'm in, the, you know what I mean? I'm enjoying myself. I'm fighting to keep my smile. I'm fighting to just, you know, find worth. I'm fighting to feel, you know what I mean? I'm fighting to find relevance. And, you know, and but above that, like I tell everybody is, if you can battle through these negatives and you get to do what you love for a few hours every day. You get yes. to flip the script. See, I'm not getting to do what I love. And then I got to go do this. And then my life is this. And then this sucks. And this sucks. I'm like, I'm going through the hard shit so I can do what I love. Yes. Well, but you got to give what you love, at least even for a couple hours a day. And now you're like, I'm going through the grind to do what I love. You got to change the way you look at shit, right? Yeah, without a doubt, man. And without getting into like this, you know, existential spiritual journey, man, you're not allowing yourself to be, you You will always be, Jen, so this is the beautiful thing we've talked about. You will always be the godfather of the lightweight division. You will always be the first champion of that division for the UFC and all your incredible pride, fi pride fights. But you've not allowed yourself to be just defined by that. And this is not just whether you're a mixed martial artist, your your job you've been at for 30 years and you might get fired or the marriage you might yeah. have for 20 years and it ends. You have to understand that you cannot allow yourself to be defined by whatever external circumstances. And if they end, it's tough as it might be, you got to turn the page, man, because it's our life. Our life situation is you're the champion. You're the CEO of this. You've been married 30 years, but your life is like you said, so much bigger than that, man. So much yeah. bigger than that. And there's, like you said, there's so much more runway, so much more to do and talk about and, and, you know, extend to the world. Wow. All right. Check this out. 
you, uh, like I said, been doing killer stuff with the UFC, and I'm really hoping they get their shit together and toss you up in the UFC. But before we start talking about what we're going to be doing here in a few weeks for Caged Aggression, I just want a couple of your thoughts on some like recent UFC stuff. Um, I've had the chance to speak to you, Stephen Wonderboy Thompson, Pat, about what I like to call this McGregor effect, and this has been going on for a while, where it's like you can fucking, you know, Shell Sonnen could lose against Anderson Silva and then talk his way into a light heavyweight bout with John Jones, which he lost, but... You got Conor McGregor about to come back after breaking his leg and losing to Dustin Poirier, going to fight for the lightweight title against Oliveira here, possibly, possibly anyway. What do you, just before we jump into the cage regret stuff? What are your thoughts on that, man? Are you okay with that? Cats who are got sitting it. waiting in the division, ranking, did the job, put in the fucking work to have this guy who's ranked—I don't even know what he is now, sixth, seventh, whatever—losing and then coming back for a title shot but it's obviously just a money grab what does that do to the incentive of fighters who are trying to up and coming and really putting in the work and waiting their turn the issue that is going to happen is i mean the one thing about the jump for sure it's going to piss a lot of people off absolutely i mean it really is and i think it it just it's you're going to get all these people so everybody else is going to start how many of these wannabe corners we got to deal with how many of these people are going to find you know what i mean yeah. because they see this and that's what you got to be careful of you got to be careful of that that people are going to the, the, these tryhards that are going to be like okay well if this works for him it's got to work for me or i'm going to try and do it this way yeah. and then they forget about that it doesn't work to just be hard you know hard nosed grind 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 and you got to have that extra you know and that's the one thing that it does make that it makes it hard but at the same token <clears throat> It's tough because Oliveira, you know he wants a Conor fight. You want to know why? Because the pay-per-view numbers on that thing and, and the money he's going to get, it'll be yeah. through the roof. Through the I mean, roof. it just will. Yeah. And that's the the other thing about this sport is, you know, the fact that he's just so damn big. He's done a phenomenal job creating his brand. And it does give him, people say, oh, it's bullshit. He gets to do this. He gets to do that. But. He's Conor McGregor, <laughs> and it's just a night and day difference when he fights and when other, why did, everybody wants that fight. Everybody wishes Conor McGregor would go up to 205 or the heavyweights want to fight him. They all want that, right? And some are starting to get there. Masvidal, he's starting to get a little bit. I mean, did you see the numbers of that thing? You know what I mean? Yeah. $1.5 million for Masvidal yeah. and pay-per-view buys and stuff like that. He's going to walk out of that thing with, with, with some coin, but he's Masvidal. Look at Nate Diaz. If they want it right now... He could walk in, so they'd be like, "Can Nate fight for the belt?" And, yeah, he's you know, got. I think I forget who they're putting him up. Uh, I think it's maybe Dustin. He only has one. Got, he's got to fight Edwards still. Or I know he's trying huh. to do something with Poirier. I, he has I one know. fight left. I thought one fight left. Yeah, was... he's doing one fight. Is he going to do it with Poirier or something? But my point is, so they get to that, and that's where I almost wish where McGregor left the belt alone. And see, I'm a fan of this BMF belt. Yeah, <laughs> really and the reason why I am, yeah, because now you have this title fight. And, like, Colby and, and Masvidal, that should have been for a BMF belt. And at least there's some, you know, I mean, when you get to that level and it's no longer about titles, you're that, you're just a different showcase. Now you can do catch weights and you can have these super mm. fights that people want to see. Like we just basically kind of did with Covington and Masvidal. That's a, that was a non-title pay-per-view. Truly, yeah. You yeah, see what yeah, I'm yeah. saying? A yeah. non-title pay-per-view. And that, that's a rarity. You don't see that very often. Yeah, but they had that name, they had that beef, they had that 
again, that Connor-esque vibe going by him because Colby did a good job of pissing people off. A million people want to see him lose. A million more people want to see him win. Uh, you know, five million people don't give a shit. They just want to <laughs> see him fight. You know what I mean? But I'm just saying, so to be able to build that. But what it go back to what I'm saying, do a BMF, is that way you're not holding up. When Connor went out there and won two belts and he bailed on one of them, and then you've got this interim this and interim that and this title then they find now what you have is people that are trying to climb the ladder now they're waiting for a year or two yeah because all this shit's got to be cleaned up like aljo and yawn all this crap happening thank god peyote yawn did take a fight and to me that's why he's still the champion because he actually just went out there and defended basically the interim title right. or the title because it was a knee and Al Jermaine hasn't done anything, no. but he's held on to this belt. And so it's like, my point is this is like two years in the making of holding on to this belt. There are people waiting in line and you're holding on, like we're holding on to this crap for three years. Yeah. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah, absolutely. So it goes back to what I like is the idea of when you get to that big and you're Connor S just throw a BMF belt into it that way. And just have catch weights and have these badass fights because you have shot past you know what I mean? You're past titles. You, these Some of these fighters are so big, they're past belts. And so I was going to kind of ask you a little bit, you know, how the sport obviously has evolved, which it has. Cause, and, and so it's, you know, back in the day, it was so much more about ranking. And as the sport evolves, we're seeing more of these, uh, whatever they're calling, super fights, et cetera, et cetera. When you talk about people who are trying very hard to, to do that Conor McGregor thing, and there's nothing, no disrespect to him whatsoever, and he was an amazing champion. Tyron Woodley really tried to talk himself into big super fights, and I'm the best welterweight ever, and it just didn't quite pan out because it wasn't organic, him trying to play that, not necessarily heel, but that kind of that, that, pro, that pro wrestling promo kind of thing. A lot of people have tried to do it, but it just hasn't been very organic. But again, as the sport has changed, we can we almost have to expect it's beyond just the rankings. We're going to see more of these, like you said, BMF kind of super fights that people just want to see. Yeah, and I like that. If you've got to that level, then more power to you. See, that's the beautiful thing of, at least in the UFC, they're damn near every weekend. Back in the day, we had six shows a year. And you had people that were on contract that have to at least fight once, champion or not. You're only fighting maybe once a year. You know what I mean? So you, you could go fight in other organizations if you had to, you know, or whatever. But um, that's the one thing is that it's every weekend. So there's just so much that can happen. But when you get to that level, Connor's done so good at building his brand. It's just, it's it's ridiculous. It is. I mean, it it, is. I, it's, there's never been anyone like it. It just, and I mean, literally, there's never been anyone like it. And so I just hope that if we'll go back to two things, when it comes to the 55 pound division, if he does get the belt, so be it. But I'm, I'm cool with him just having these super fights and let that champion take a step up for a minute and go fight for the belt. You know, I don't know. Cause then you're holding up that belt. It's like, look, if you want to fight with Conor McGregor and you want this big dollars, all right, guess what? Leave, put the belt behind and go do that. Come yeah. back with the belt again, rather than, interim belt because you went off to go do this yes and I'll wait, and I two yeah. years later now you've got this you've got this safety net over here yeah exactly safety net I like you that still have to, you still have this title money because <clears throat> you still get to defend that belt three years later but you got to run out and do this you know what i mean yeah and, but what you're doing is you're keeping the, this new wave of 55 pounders where everybody better start ducking real quick right you know what i mean they're they're, they're coming well and, and i mean it, it seems i don't know it seems obvious to me 
I've seen a lot of people like Connor's days of murking your Aldos in a few seconds and taking out a Alvarez and getting the two. I mean, oh, his, his days is that. No, it was beautiful. It, no, it was absolutely amazing, bro. And it coincided with what he was doing with his like you know marketing and talking up his dollars. It was just a really cool like alignment of stars. But you know, I think. He, you're not as hungry, I can only assume, when you're when you got that much dough. And he's taken a lot of L's lately. It's his time. First question: What do you think is the result of an Oliveira fight if he does get a fight for the strap? And are his are his days as that kind of elite level fighter numbered, if not done, because he's just so big now and he's not cashing welfare checks anymore? He's that freaking paid and caked up now. Well, you know, I, yeah, no, I don't think fighting Oliveira would. No, you know, uh, no. But I like kind of what I heard the other day. Let him fight Makachev, and if he beats Makachev, Khabib will come out of retirement. You know what I mean? Mm. That would be that would be just straight gangster. See, he's <laughs> McGregor, but he has these. He he can call. He can do this. Yeah. I understand oh, yeah. you want to shot belt, but you're gonna have to. You know what I mean? Get in there and climb it a little bit. Get in there and climb that ladder. Like people always ask, there's a Makachev waiting, and there's a kid that that's right now. He's better than all of them. I think. I think he beats every one of them. Sarukian. I think mm. he beats them all. Because he fought Makachev on short notice for his UFC debut. And the fight was so good that when we're doing, when I'm getting, when I'm showing Sarukian fights, getting ready because he's fighting on a Saturday, I show that fight with Makachev. Mm. It was that close. Yeah. And he did it on 10 days notice. This but kid if, is something. No, I mean, he, I mean, he you, is, oh, it, he is something. Again, so, it's, oh, I'm sorry. No, go ahead. I'm just saying. I think they are. They're they're waiting for those. They're waiting to create to to do those fights. But you have to get like your Connor in there. Even if he fights Makachev, he's gonna get his ass whooped. Islam will whoop his. At some point, we become the gatekeeper. That's just that's kind of how things work, right? The passing of the torch. It is. It is. But that's what that's what I was just gonna say. They have to go for sunset and stay in the sunset and just do super fights. Yes. Trying to get into these title mixtures. You know what I mean? You get ready because these savages are trying to. You got to. Well, and I think they're all going for the bags. They're all going for the big bags. And if if Connor keeps fighting like an Islam before he fights for the title, he's just going to lose, and the rose is going to fall off the bloom. And eventually, people aren't going to want to. They're going to see it for what it is. Like I said, no disrespect to whatever he's contributed to the sport. The guy's amazing. He's just not on that elite level anymore. And now he's just kind of a bag grabber and pay per view number popper. Which, if he loses any more times, it's just going to diminish those numbers and returns. So I don't want to. I mean, I would rather see him fight. No, it, it, but we'll get back to see that's the hardest part and as we're, we're in our high 20s or our low 30s we're like oh, i'm gonna retire and do this and this see what i always tell people is when you start getting a little older you start getting towards that 35 all of a sudden you're like i don't i've got maybe four years left in this game period uh, they're no longer calling me the youngster the up-and-comer yeah, yeah. Now i'm the veteran and now they're starting to talk about do i have any left yeah now they're all of a sudden even if I even is it even worth it? You know what I mean? And that's when people really start going, and that's where you see people come out of it. They're like, okay, no, I'm coming back. And so my hats off to the ones that stay gone. Again, finding those passions, finding the things that you love. But that's where you start to catch. You know what I mean? Saludo's doing a phenomenal job as coaching. So and that's got to be kind of where Connor. There's still that fighter in him. There's no way. Of course, no, of course. You know I mean? But now we, as we start getting older, there's like, man. How many years do you have left? Can you be relevant? Do you want to stay relevant? But and that's going to be tough. Like, do you? It's like I wouldn't know how to t- what to tell him. Just go chase these big financial fights until it's done, and let the youngsters, let the lions go after the belt, or dive back into the the whole deal and see if you can capture it again two times the way you did. You know what I mean, champ champion? Yeah. And, and the, the that you had. 
it, it'd be tough because there's nobody like it. You know what I mean? There's just nobody yeah, like he's it. He's changed the game. He's changed he's the game. Changed he, the even game if he goes away to tomorrow, he will... Yeah, he will... It's not even... Yeah. I'm just saying he will still always be Conor McGregor. So if he stepped away tomorrow and really did a great job of what you talked about, redefining himself, jumping into, you know, proper 12 and other things he has interest in. And, you know, that gets into the whole conversation about fighters and fight money and stuff to be able to have the resources to do that. But he is definitely the one of a kind. And I'll be anxious to see him fight an Oliver if he gets the chance to. But it just, I don't know. I mean, the old school stuff I, I used to watch. It, I don't want to hurt people because there's people that are earning this. There are people that are ready, that are fighting, that are mixing up. And what's even weird it seems like the top four or everybody's just on hold that's what i'm saying and nobody that's what wants to fight themselves you see what i'm saying it was yeah. like boxing back or something. nobody wants to fight themselves because they're like well then i'm gonna get bumped yeah i'm the next one to fight and you know what now because there is enough money you know the, the fighters are in that top level if they're a main event so if they're getting paid i i would assume quite a bit you know what i mean or at least decent enough but like you know what I'll wait a year before I'm not losing my spot. Right. Yeah. And that's, you know I mean? The fluidity of it all. And that's, we got Cause old Connor can step in and just become a log jam. Damn. You know what I mean? <laughs> he will log jam the shit out of that weight class because they're like, well, let's give him this title fight. And then you got these who are like, but, but where's my, well, then you can fight again. Who wants to be the one to fight Makachev? Hats yeah. off to Burns. Ain't nobody raised their hand. Who wants to fight Tony? Yeah. yeah. Who the hell wants to fight Fazeev? Well, Dos Angeles like, she let me go. You know what I mean? Yes. But because these youngsters are knocking on your door. Hey, I want rank number two. Hey, I want rank number four. Hey, I want. Nah, man, my, this rank number four means I'm. I should be fighting for that belt. One person loses, I just moved up one. Why am I going to risk fighting one of you? You know what I mean? It goes all the way back to what I loved about Chuck Liddell. He's like, I'll fight anything, anyone yes. right now until yes. I get my shot at the title. And that's a rarity now because it we is. have so many fights. There is so much money. Yes. It's almost better to just kind of sit back. And that's what you're seeing a lot of people just sitting back and waiting. Well, that's what you see now. It's all very. I got that top five now. Yeah. I want that big pay per view or yes. that big main event fight. Yeah, everybody knows these big bags are available and you don't yeah. want to fuck it up. A loss 100%. has the potential to fuck it up. But 100%. anyway, man. I could talk to you forever, but we got to get into what we got coming on here, man. Our boy Mike Goodwin has taken on another Herculean effort here, March 24th, 25th, 26th. Cage Aggression 33 trifecta. Three nights, ladies and gentlemen, of insane mixed martial arts action that you can find on pay per view, cageaggression.tv. How amazing, champ. I mean, and I definitely want to ask you something about Eagle FC before we get off, but how amazing has it been? to watch Mike persevere through COVID, still doing events, you know, had the one shut down, I forget what year it was, I think it was 2019, but he has persevered through all that last year we did, God, how many how many events during the COVID pay-per-view, what's it like working for Case Aggression, brother? You know, I don't know how he did it, to be honest. It, it, I don't either. It was weird. Um, you know, we had to be sitting so far apart, you can only have two people, the tables had to be this, and you, you had to give the exact amount of number of of people that were going to show up and it, it was chaotic. But the one thing I'm very happy to see is just, I'm very happy to see MMA still in the quad cities. And then it just, it may, it saddens me a little bit, but I'll get to that in a second, but I'm glad that it's here. I'm glad that MMA is here. And I, I love it. I love, you know, to just step out the front door, roll down to the river, you know what I mean? Down to the river and, yeah. and commentate one night. And, but he does it three days in a row. You know, it's crazy that I, uh, I love it. I mean, the I, logistics I, is just I, beyond me. Yeah, he's he's, he's a glut. 
Yeah, he's a glutton for punishment. Not, not not literally, but I mean, he loves the game so much. He loves his fighters so much. It's just been, like they I said. The fighters don't, I mean, that's going to be hard. You know I mean? Again, with COVID, just just on testing positive or negative, you, you see it all the time. Like, again, Fazeev in the UFC. But to be able to do it three days in a row and keep all of his fighters fighting, it's, man, you're asking a lot. It's hard to keep one card. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Drop, COVID and, and the rest of it, you're really making this hard. And... The fact that the town, what I love is the fact that the Quad Cities embraces it, and they show up. If there hasn't been a weak crowd yet, no, know, and that's what I love. About it. The Quad Cities, like, dang, yes, seriously. You know I mean? Well, in the pay per view since we started a couple of years ago, the numbers across the world have proven. And you know, it's like you and I called a fight, and you know, he's going to be actually fighting on this card. His name is Michael Battleship. Uh, he fought a gentleman by the name of Juan Roman and unfortunately was on the receiving end, Michael Ship was, of a ridiculous spinning heel kick that you, it was, you know, the knockout was so crazy, you dropped an expletive or two and this wound up making, yeah. you know, Business Insider, Apple News. But, I mean, this is this is a testament yeah. to the growth of the company. Like, the fights are so amazing. The production quality is so amazing. I love, yeah, production's sick. It, it really is, man. And that's something that you come to expect. And it's, again, I pinch myself, man. I've been a fan for so long. So when I walk in there and see it, I'm like, you're doing this shit too? I mean, it's just like, you know, not to say I'm the best commentator in the world, but the fact that I'm oh, able no, it's to. It's fun commentating with you, man. It's it, cool. You keep it live. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, I'm just being there with you. I mean, I, I bro, I, you know, it's, you know it's not, not to mark out, but I've been following you obviously forever, Pat forever. And it's just, like you said, for, for it to coalesce and come back to the uh, the quad cities were you know the mm or uh, military fighting system you know the new york yankees of mma at one point in time you guys had all the gold like the fucking four horsemen back in the day in professional wrestling it was it's just so beautiful to see it all come back like this but we have an incredible i mean what mike has put together once again three nights you know night number one we have an incredible stacked card uh winding up with dominic martin going up against uh jinjay ruba ruby night number two sean west a local favorite going up against michael plazola and then night number three uh, these guys are, you know, in, in all of these cards, man, the UFC, LFA, uh, Bellator veterans. We have Darian Abbey coming off a ridiculous 30-second victory. These are heavyweights, man. The hammers are going to be flying. He came off a 30-second victory over Alec Lorenz fighting another uh, LFA veteran, Hands of Stone, Gabriel Mota. And Darian, man, I mean, <laughs> he wasn't waiting for cage aggression fights. He went, he's on a four-fight win streak doing MMA, kickboxing, bare knuckle. This kid oh, has been banging. And uh, you're going to miss it, actually, but we have Matt Hughes's son, who was on the last card, coming off an impressive victory. Brandon Mills going up against Judah Bolzer. What are your thoughts on any of these fights, if you know much, however much about him what but like day is he, what day is he fighting now? brandon's gonna be on night three he's gonna be on a saturday okay. night where i'm calling with pat jens and i are gonna be calling i believe thursday I'll night thursday yeah and then, i still got like i said i got the ufc on yeah. friday saturday but i'll be there thursday i'm i'm just chopping at the bit man I, i'm hopefully my wife and the kids are gonna come and uh sit right behind me like i said i just love watching fights and yeah. it goes back to what i was saying from the very beginning you know it's really cool because starting in this stream going from video games to watching fights and then working for the UFC to now, I still, this is the coolest thing about it, and I love Cage Aggression, is I still get to do a live event. I get to go down and, and be around, and and I love Iowa, man. I love the Quad oh, City more yeah. than anything in the world. I'm never, I'm never leaving this place, and so I'm so happy that Cage Aggression is here because it's, it's like I said, it's awesome to be able to get in the vehicle, roll down to the river center, roll down, you know, yeah. down to the river and just... And watch fights and do and what you love, baby. And do what you love. And yeah. Hang out with you and 
you know, and then to see the live events. And that's the thing. And watch these fighters, uh, again, have a platform. A platform where they can go from there to the next step or you know to other careers and the pay-per-views which are getting bigger which i really love is that you guys are trying to take this more internationally and the cool part is because most people can't travel around covid and stuff you know it's it helps a lot that we're bringing it we're bringing this to them in the comforts of their own home should they want to watch and that's what i was saying when it happened i love about it is make sure they get that out make sure they get that pay-per-view because even if that you know it Paying for that, getting that live event, and what it does for us, right? You're not just helping. You're not just making money for the promoter. I mean, the promoter is paying the fighters. The fighters are paying the corners. We're, you know what I mean? The promoter's creating this this show that's for three days. The headaches, the idea that yeah. it's got to be worth it. And having fan support makes it worth it. And that's again, it goes back to what I was saying. What I love about it is going down and seeing the Quad City step up, come in and yes. hang out. I love it. I love that they get behind it because we're 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 a town of world champions. We're Without a doubt, cities, and we are we are known throughout the world as you know. What I mean, we're the we're the house that Pat built. You know what I mean? And just down the road, you got Gable, which made Iowa. And which, as a kid being in Seattle, all I ever thought about was being in Iowa because of wrestling. Because it took a tougher, it just took a tough person. It just took a a God given savage to live in this in in God's country here in the in the Midwest. And that's why I'm never leaving. And that's why I love this. And I love being here. And I love that Mike is going through the shit that he does. What we were talking about with the with COVID and having to only you only have this many chairs and only this many tables to where we're expanding and building and I can't thank him enough. I can't thank him enough for going through and doing something like this because we need it. Because we're like I said, and I cuss I cuss for effect because we're the goddamn <laughs> quad cities. Yes, we, we're, we're known throughout the world with that military camp for creating some of the greatest fighters to ever step into an octagon. Well, and like you said, from the athletic standpoint, you know, you got your Dan Gable in football, you got Roger Craig in boxing, you got Michael Nunn in mixed martial arts, you've got, you know, all of you guys, the military fighting system. I mean, it's the Iowa, you can sleep on them if you want to, but the, you know, the tail of the tape is there that we pump out champions. Well, and that, because when you say Iowa, but then see, I, I still, I take a lot of Illinois because we're all, we're just got this little river between us. So For sure. We, but we have all these fighters and fights and, you know, and it's, that's why I said the Midwest and just having everybody around. I'm just glad that they have a place to go. And it's cool because even though there's no MFS right now, and I say that, yes, I say right now, <laughs> yeah, it's coming back. But even though there's no MFS right now, it's still phenomenal to see fighting and now we're seeing like you said matt hughes's son and one day you know and, and down the road my children i want to make sure there's mma in this town yeah for the rest of my life because i've got a wave you know what i mean i'm not leaving this earth without creating 10 world champions <laughs> i'll make sure that yes. is going to be here but yes you know what i mean right now my time is with my children no absolutely and it, but once they hit that that next wave because you know how it is dealing with fighters they, they are your children that's every day, man. That's every weekend. So, point is, but that we'll get back to that MFS. But that's what I love about this, man. And that's what I love about Cage Aggression is, Mike, dude, you're a savage. He you're is. giving us a place and you're giving us a home and you're giving us a, you know, I mean, three days. And I wouldn't want to be in your shoes. 
<laughs> but I'm glad that I get to see you doing it. You know what I mean? Yeah. I got, but I've got to be part of it. I'm right here to throw a high five out, but I wouldn't want to do three days of this. You crazy? He's a beast, man. He's a glutton for punishment, but it is a Herculean effort. And going back to something like a Brandon Mills, we, you and I have talked about even while we're commenting the emotional game of coming to a fight, maintaining the game plan. Brandon Mills, man, imagine the pressure of a Brandon Mills stepping in as the son of Matt Hughes. Yeah. I mean, it, what is what is what entails? What is how much in, uh, does the pressure entail in? Something. I mean, obviously, you're not in his shoes necessarily, but what what is that like, man? What, what well, could you, you imagine it, that being right? like? Well, you got to embrace it, or you're gonna hate it. Number one, that's the first thing. Yeah. But you can't really fight it. You are who you are, you know. And it's and the only thing I can do is relate that to like I got my son now, and he's he's starting to wrestle. And he looked at me and said, "Hey, I want to wrestle." I'm like what? What? Hey, what? Hey, oh, okay. And I never had him in wrestling or fighting or anything like that because I just wanted him to go be a brain and just I love that he loved. Was he aware of what you did? Not really. Okay. <laughs> but now we've had that. Like I said, now we've had it. But my point is, but I, but even though I kind of wanted him, like, you can fight it or you can embrace it to a level. Yeah. It doesn't mean you have to become a fighter, but people are just going to expect certain things out of you. And the thing that scares me the worst is they're going to expect that, well, your dad used to fight. You must be able to fight. Yeah. You know, and what I love about Millsy is, you know, is he's taking it. He he did the wrestling. His dad wrestled. He's a wrestler. Had a great career, and then he turned it into fighting. And hopefully, he does it because he loves it. Yeah. He has. Yeah, he's got a he's got a Hall of Famer for a father. You know, what I mean, a, 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 a umpteen time world champion. He's, Matt Hughes is his dad. You know, and you can fight it. I'm hoping that he's in a place where he embraces it. But at the same token, you don't try to. You don't try to be in his shoes right that, right you know I mean? or being like, in that shadow etc yeah there's no shadow yeah. other than the one that when i'm standing in front of you because i'm it's my job to protect you right. that's the only shade you're going to get from me but you're not in my shadow right right and, but see i may say that like i'll use my son but other people and that's where i've had to learn just in general i've had to learn that and that's why i love seeing you with matt being there to support him yes you know what i mean it's like i yeah you're not in my shadow you know, I mean, we're, but I'm, I'm learning with you, and that's with my son. Is And same thing with wrestling and everything else. You're going down your path. Don't compare yourself. There is no comparison. Well, instead of the whole, you know? like, you're going to be the next Matt Hughes. Nah, motherfucker. Yeah, I'm, no, I'm, I'm going to be the first. I'm going to be the Yeah, I'm going to be the first Brandon Mills. Be, yeah. Yeah, man. I'm going to be a, I'm going to be a guy that's fighting and doing what I love. And that's it, man. What we always say, live your best life. And that's so that's what I hope more than anything is when he does go out there, they don't hit him with heart. And maybe but let him do it. I'm the son of a world champion and let him train that way. Let him, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Put the pressure on himself, hopefully in a good way, I guess. I don't. Well, and it was good. even, I'm sorry to cut you off, but it was oh, so God. surreal as any of these experiences are working with you guys. You know, we were upstairs after the weigh-ins and Pat took the mic. We do, we interview a lot of the fighters after their weigh-ins. It was Pat interviewing Matt and Brandon. And it was just like, I'm just standing there. I'm just like, holy shit, man. And you don't really get it until possibly later on down the line. You see the historical, you know, the, yep. the ripple effect of all it. But I'm sitting there watching history, the torch, possibly. I mean, just even if it's not championship torch, it's just the torch being passed to combat sports to his son, Pat Milicic, you know, Matt's former coach interviewing his son. I mean, it was just awesome to watch. And that's, that's online cool. in Cage Aggression MMA on YouTube. You can see that interview. But again, it's just one of those another reason why it's just so cool to be a part of all of this and having you involved, et cetera, man. Yeah, there's just too much history in the Quad Cities, and I love it. it it's like I said, I'm glad. You know, I can't thank Cage Aggression enough because I'm glad. And MMA never gonna it, it should and it shouldn't. This is 
one of this was a mecca at one point. That's There's why too I moved much. out. Remember, I got on a train for two and a half days from Seattle. Yeah, I dreamed about coming out here to Iowa to train with Pat Militich. You know what I mean? And Monty Cox and and the uh, the Extreme Challenge, where I got to read about this Jeremy Horn and and Matt Hughes, and you know what I mean? And now we've yeah. got this caged aggression. Yeah, we get to read about. And we can watch them on the paper. We can see on the YouTube. We didn't have YouTube back no, then. No. Now you got the YouTube. You can go and see fights and start to develop and become a fan of these fighters so you can watch them. And it's, like I said, man, it's just that's the part why I will always embrace it. And that's why I make sure, even though I had to switch to a Thursday, I always want to make sure I find my day where that I can commentate. If my man's doing three days, I want to make sure I give him one because it's just that important. And that's why we need all of you. We need the fans. Yeah, case, fans, none of this shit matters. Cageaggression.tv, and they do have a special setup for of a referral code where you can buy the purchase uh, purchase the pay per view through a specific fighter. So if you go through the list, uh, you know, Case Aggression on MMA or whatever, and see any fighter that you want to check out or want to purchase the pay per view through, this was the beautiful thing about when it was going on with COVID. You know, this we weren't able to pack the house as well as we wanted to, so this was able to compensate for the kind of the losses at the gate where certain fighters could leverage their quote unquote fame if you will, because you got a lot of fighters coming in from Jackson Wink and, you know, it, it literally, yeah. they're knocking yeah, you got on. you people traveling. You got family, yeah. watch. You got family all over the world that want to see you anyways. Yeah. And that's, so hopefully they're promoted, but the fact that you have that opportunity, everybody back for home sure. in Washington can watch me fight. Everybody, I mean, that's, that's a beautiful thing, and hopefully people take advantage of that and they see it, you know what I mean? Well, I want to let you slide, bro. I've kept you a little bit longer than I wanted to, but I wanted to ask I wanted to add, <laughs> that's quite all right. Uh, Eagle Fighting Championship, man. We're seeing a lot of alternatives. Game Bread, you know, Jorge Masvidal has his fighting company, but Eagle, uh, you know, uh, Khabib Nagatamedov has his. What, what are your thoughts on these in lieu of quote-unquote fighter displeasure with pay and these other somewhat higher level or somewhat other options as far as Bellator, LFA, Eagle Fighting Championship. What are your thoughts on the emergence of these other companies? Of course, they're never going to be a UFC, but having these alternatives, these options, if you well, will. they're not supposed to be. Right. Again, and we always go through this. This isn't called UFC fighting. UFC is a brand, and they've done a phenomenal job of creating their brand. But MMA, man, MMA, it still needs a hug and a love. And that's why I'm so glad to see these other shows, Bare Knuckle is now taking. It's like a, it's like a, a distant cousin to MMA. No, it, it's like it's right there with MMA. You know what I mean? And even you know boxing, even to a point, combatives at least, right? Yes, um, absolutely. But one of the things, but that's the one thing is, MMA needs a hug. So you're not, you're not um, betraying the UFC by supporting others. And I love that because you got a lot of these fighters that now this is what they're gonna do. This is that big wave that of full-on careered fighters that are now taking that next level where they hopefully they'll start helping and building their communities. And then, you know what I mean, through gyms and stuff like that, through smaller shows, through the mid-level, through the big shows. But MMA itself needs to expand a lot, you know. So I'm glad anything that helps the sport itself grow, that's MMA as a whole. I think as a whole is, yeah, man, it's incredible. I'm glad. It's beautiful. Oh, you yeah, haven't even seen it. Wait till Evil gets crazy, man. <laughs> Evil going to get nuts in a couple years. I'm telling you. I'm already, <laughs> already putting it in there. I've got an amateur program that's going to make people just go, what? Yeah. So that's so I'm cool, streaming man. this whole time because then I'm just going to switch live and start showing everybody these weekend fights. Oh, you'll see. Oh, you'll see. Evil up in here creating his own new friend. 
Evil out here, about to create a Frankenstein around here. Challenge, man, evil, evolution. It's an evolution. <laughs> I love it, it is. dude. It's an evolution, man. Be a better you. There it is. Serious, dude. Serious. Evolution I love it, man. Jens, man, I thank you so much, brother. Cageaggression.tv is where you can check Jens and I calling the fights on Thursday night. Jordan the Henchman Hinman calling on Friday night. And then Pat, the Croatian sensation Milicic, calling it on Saturday night, along with our homeboy JB, uh, Jason Burmis. We're going to be calling the action. It's going to be off the absolute chain. Kudos again to Mike Goodwin for putting on, I hate to keep saying it, but another Herculean effort. It's huge, man. The guy has... Uh, it's huge love for the sport, and you can just tell. Huge love for his spiders, fighters, and you can tell. And um, I'm looking forward to calling the scraps with you, my friend. Again, yep. Jens is. Um, you want to shout out some of your uh, things? I can do it right here. Uh, Twitter. Right, just throw me out, man. Just on right here. Twitch. Twitch TV slash Jens Pulver. 7 p.m. Central Time on a man. It'll be either Tuesday, uh, Thursday, and then Twitch TV slash UFC every other day. So that's what's up. Starting at 5 p.m. Eastern. Check me out there. And then the only one I really care about is the gram. The one I deleted when I had like 200 plus thousand, I deleted. Now I love it. My Instagram Jens is just Pulver. actual. But that's all That's all you need from me. There you go. It uh, is Lil Evil Jens Pulver. Much love, brother, because on, you know, March 24th, you and I are going to get on the good foot and do the bad thing, as we always do, <laughs> and bring the pain. Cage Aggression 33. March 24th, 25th, 26th, TV is where you can check us out. Peace and so much love. Thank you again so much for your time, champ. Looking forward to chopping it up with you in a few weeks. Oh, man. Talk to you soon. All right. Take care, guys. Peace. Till next time.